Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. o'clock on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Fitty, that is a hell of a stank face. What happened? How are you Mets doing right now against the Padres? Lindor just went deep, baby. It's now 2-2 two to two at City Field. I saw you had Lindor socks on yesterday. Mm-hmm. You were decked out in the Mets gear yesterday. Yeah. How long have you had the Lindor socks? I got them for Christmas, actually. So, four months. Okay. They look good. I don't know if I have any athlete socks like that, but I've seen them and they look cool. I just don't have any. Well, I, I had asked for his jersey for Christmas and they said they couldn't get it there in time or whatever, but they, they got me the socks, which I then bought his jersey with my own money for Christmas. So it's pretty dope. All right. Lindor out over there with one Josh Fitty Marlowe. Feel free to text into the Garage Door Guru text line since 2001. Their skills, hard work and customer service have made the Garage Door Guru the number one garage door company to call in. In the Charlotte area, we always appreciate their support. Let's go to the text line, 704-570-9610. We got a hodgepodge. I'm just going to throw them all at a, out at you because we've been missing some. When we asked about the best individual in-game feats, statistically, Big Cat Dan wrote in, inside the park home run is rare. There were only two last year, and before that, it's a large amount of time. Inside the park home run, that's a pretty good one to achieve. That's a good one to bring to the table. Brian wrote in about Dallas underachievement. Fitty, you should know all about Dallas teams playing like the postseason does not matter. There's a singer from Brian. Twitter Chris, he wrote in, Wes, you trying to come pep talk my seven under football team on Sunday. We need that energy. Can we bring you out there and just have you be this coaching mercenary to go give pep talks to a bunch of different teams and then leave after the pep talk? Yeah, man. No Is that something you it. want to do? Okay, yeah. perfect. I have you uh, do my fee. Tell him my fee, though. All right. Go ahead and email me at jmarlowe. Uh, Radio One. Big Cat Dan, <laughs> he wrote in, yes, the foul line. All-American geologists wrote in, watch Dallas get a pick ahead of Charlotte. That's where we are now. If if Dallas throw oh. the lottery gods rewarding somehow Dallas with that awful feat, and then they get a pick ahead of Charlotte, that would be brutal. And uh, NASCAR Brad had one NBA question before we moved on, Wes. He wrote, do any of you guys give the Kings a chance against the Warriors? What say you? Um, yeah, I do think the Kings are getting a lot of disrespect, and I know the Warriors are favorites in that series. Um, I do give them a chance, but I'm still going to go with Golden State because I think that they're savvy enough being a veteran basketball team that they can go in there and get one. The Warriors are negative 265 uh, as far as favorites as Caesars, so that's a, that's a pretty sizable considering they're the road team in this series. So, yeah, I think the Warriors can get one of the first two. I think the Warriors are going to win. But if I'm going to be definitive about the question, sure, I do give the Kings a chance. Home court's going to be awesome. De'Aaron Fox has been playing extremely well. and He'll probably win Clutch Player of the Year award. Remember, that's a new award announced this season. Yes. De'Aaron Fox has been the best scorer in that. <laughs> what is... 
What is get off my lawn video over there sighing about? It's so what? stupid. Clutch player of the year is decent. No, it's it's really not. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is gonna win it. I'm just telling you. Yeah, he is. I, I'm so glad he's thriving because I said when he came out, he'd be a better point guard in the, in the NBA than Lonzo Ball. And I feel very justified in my opinion. That Kings team's fun. Oh, yeah. And that, the what is it? The Golden One Center thing is where they play in. Dude, well, game one the, is going to be a circus. Well, a beam team, baby. <laughs> Lighting the beam is a gimmick that has 100% worked out. That mm. is awesome. It looks like a spaceship in Sacramento. What would you like to see the Hornets adopt as a way to signify a win at the Hive? Mm, the buzz beam. Uh, we can't steal Pour, uh, honey all over the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can offer free There's showers. Big buckets of honey. <laughs> everywhere. Can you imagine that being thrown out in the idea room and Mitch Kupchak? Brilliant. <laughs> you know, I like honey. Uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he likes honey as well. Hopefully our team isn't poo next year. I want a Winnie myself. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that can happen. <laughs> Winnie, Wimby, they, they kind of rhyme. Uh, what was he said, Wes? What was it? What pick do we have? <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch any John uh, John Fox audio? Because I want to hear your Fox. Oh, scene. I did it. I can do that. It's I can close. Do I can I'll do that at some. All right. Speaking of Mitch Kupchak, by the way, let's play the game that I promised. GM or G him? Is he him? As they say. All right, Charlotte GM, you trust the most to get the first round pick right. Wes will go to you. Is Scott Fitterer or Mitch Kupchak G him? Uh, I'm going to go with, at this point, I'll go with Mitch Kupchak. He's hit on some uh, nice first-round picks for us, including um, LaMelo. Okay, so Mitch Kupchak is that. What about you, Fitty? Who are you going as GM? I can't openly disrespect my father on the radio, can I? It's got to be Scott Fitterer. Look at what he did last year. Iki Aquanu, and look, whoever they draft at number one is going to be really hard to screw up. Whoever the Hornets draft at four, seven, wherever they wind up, it's a lot easier to get wrong. Now I'll go Big Daddy Fitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that's context because I was going to ask what pick are we talking here. I give you no context. Sometimes no context <laughs> is better. You got to get the answer right. I'm not going to spell it out for you. All right, next one. Charlotte GM, you'd most want to recruit a free agent. Fitty, we'll start with you. Is Mitch Kupchak or Scott Fitterer G him? Ooh, that's a really good one. I'm going to go Mitch because of all the legends he's been around. Okay. Decent take. Okay. Interesting. You know, he does have rings to his name. Scott Fitterer has a ring to his name. And what big free agent has the the Panthers really brought in? I mean, Adam Thielen was old and semi-washed up, if you will. Gordon Hayward at the time made a lot of sense for the Hornets. So I'll go Mitch. Uh, I'll go with Scott Federer because people talked about his uh, infectious personality, him being able to recruit a lot of this staff because of uh, how much people like him and how easy he is to get along with. So I would imagine he will be able to uh, recruit pretty well. I got to imagine, too, it's pretty hard to recruit people with that voice, right? Like, it's it's not very lively. So Scott Federer being able to go out there, maybe get some free agents. Maybe Scott. I think I'd go Scott Federer over Mitch Kupchak. Next one. Wes, we'll start with you. The Charlotte GM under the most pressure this season. Mitch Kupchak or Scott Fitterer? I go with Scott Fitterer for sure. I think that Mitch Kupchak kind of already talks that maybe he might not be around much longer. So I'm going to go with uh, Fitterer because he's still hungry and wants to keep that job rolling. So this year is going to be a major year for him. Who are you going with, Fitty? I'm going to go with Scott Fitterer as well. You got the number one pick. If you get it wrong, it, you know it's going to set your franchise back three to four years. 
Also, he's not employed by a lifelong friend like Mitch Kupchak is right now in Michael Jordan. I'm going to go Mitch Kupchak with more pressure. I just think with this offseason, this team is set up at least well enough to provide a good environment for the first overall pick, whoever that may be. I know you got a hit on him, but also this year, if you have someone like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young not live up to the hype, it's not like you're going to write that QB off immediately, right? Like Zach Wilson gets multiple years before you even move on from him, and that was pretty quick. So I don't think Scott Fitter is going to get fired at the end of the season. Mitch Kupchak absolutely could get fired at the very end of next season. So I'm going to go with Mitch Kupchak as the guy with the most pressure to perform. Charlotte GM most likely to be influenced by the team owner. So Michael Jordan, David Tepper, who is more heavily influencing their GM? Fiddy, which one do you think between Kupchak and Fitter? I would probably go Kupchak because he is employed by a lifelong best friend that has a large influence on what they do or or what they do not do drab free agency and otherwise what do you think Wes uh I'm gonna go with Michael Jordan because we've heard how much influence he's had over picks in the past and their friendship okay there you go there's the answer from Wes all right last one Charlotte GM or one of the last ones Charlotte GM who's gonna be better at a post-career TV role (laughs) (laughs) do you want to hear Mitch Kupchak's seductive voice on the mic or would you rather hear Scott Fitterer talk about how they're going to be in on every deal? No, I think Scott Fitterer, I could definitely see him on ESPN or something like that if it doesn't work out here in the long run. Alright, what do you think, Fitty? I'm trying to think of what what show Mitch Kupchak would be really great on. Like, if you put Mitch Kupchak on Roseanne, I'd probably say Mitch Kupchak. Why I, Roseanne? I don't know. He just feels like a ro- with that yeah, voice would, and everything like that. How do we get the, the sitcom? Yeah, I was thinking ESPN or something. Well, well you, you I, said acting, right? Well, I, I said better post-career TV role. I was more so going with analysts, but oh, Roseanne, well, you know, what I, a I was wild thinking about you being an acting. Take. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think either one of them would make it on ESPN, NFL Network, NBA Network, or whatever. I'll go Mitch Kupchak. Okay. <laughs> How did we get to Roseanne? I think you've learned now whenever you pull games out of your ass, we need context here. Well, you're going to – no, you went to Roseanne. That is not my fault, okay? <laughs> I don't know how you think uh, sitcom. How in the world do you go sitcom? I was oh, thinking Because, more... I mean, like, for Scott Fitterer, like, if How I Met Your Mother was still on the air, Fitterer would be a How I Met Your Mother character, I think. Why? He Explain. just Because you see him at a, guy, at a bar drinking beer – Eating wings with a bunch of other dudes. Like, I, he gives off that type of vibe. Stanford P said Golden Girls. I could see Mitch at Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Being one of the, oh, I don't know their names very well. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I was rolling with. Blanche brought Mitch Kupchak home. That would be excellent. See, now that that's would an, be lit. That'd be an episode I would watch 100%. Um, Roseanne, I'm still shook. All right, last one. Charlotte GM, better at the sport they manage, actually playing the sport. So if you put Mitch Kupchak out at the basketball court right now, I know he used to play basketball, but right now, Mitch Kupchak or Scott Fitter out there on the football field, who would fare better between those two? Who would be G him? Wes, you give me the answer. I mean, Mitch Kupchak is much older, but I think the jump shot could still be there. I think he can still knock down some. I'm going to go with Mitchie. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Mitch Kupchak as well because he was coached by the GOAT, Coach Dean Smith. I don't think the things that he was taught on the court, those things never leave you or forsake you. Okay, so Mitch Kupchak would be the best at actually playing their sport. That's great. Let's go to the text line as we finish up GM or GM. Matt in Greensboro talking about recruiting free agents. He said, Scott Fitterer is the guy. Mitch won't even uh, try bringing in big-time free agents because it's just old itty-bitty Charlotte. Well, he's got the ace in the hole, too. He's got guaranteed money. He does have guaranteed money. But, well, I guess, okay, but if you're just talking about the rules that are given to you with the NFL and the NBA. But I didn't give context. That's fair. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You can roll with anything you want to in that regard. Going to a couple of other other of these texts. Casey Steve said, Scott for dealing with Matt Rule's dumbass. Yeah, you know, Scott Fitterer having to do that, dealing with the right decision. That might be one for Scott Fitterer to be the G-him, if you will. All right, that'll do it for a new game that we just debuted. Coming up next it's going to be jackson mcintyre a part of pro football focus he's going to join us to talk about the nfl draft what the carolina panthers could do at number one overall but also what they could do at 39 overall i want you to text us some of the questions that you have for an nfl draft analyst on the garage door guru text line jackson mcintyre he'll be coming on with us next sports radio 92.7 wfnz Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Always bringing the funk. It's the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ from the Planet Kia Studios. Keep the text coming on the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Hit the socials, the Wes and Walker Twitter page, the WFNZ Twitter page, and the WFNZ Instagram. All right, folks, it's back to the draft. And to help us break down some of the more intricate parts of these quarterbacks and also talk about that 39th pick. We have senior analyst for Pro Football Focus and PFF College quarterback, wide receiver, and coverage grade reviewer Jackson McIntyre on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Jackson. Jackson, we got to talk, start with these quarterbacks, man. We're talking about the Panthers' number one pick. That's all anybody wants to talk about (laughs) around here. We hear a different guy every single day that the Panthers are all in on and that they're going to select. At this point right now, who do you think should be the guy that the Panthers go with with that first overall selection? Yeah, so um, I I think I'm in line with, where Vegas just shifted a couple of days ago, and, and I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Um, I think he's the best prospect in this draft. I think he's the most complete NFL-ready um, guy that's just going to be your best bet to be a, a upper-tier quarterback. Um, Stroud, I don't think, is too far behind. But, um, I mean, Young has already excelled against really complex defenses uh, in the SEC, the similar type of looks, the two high looks that he's going to see throughout the NFL. Um, he performed the best of the top three groups. That's uh, Young, Stroud, and Richardson. Um, he, his his arm is, is 
it's it's nothing special, but it gets the job done. It's it's plus. It's still a plus arm. Um, it's uh, he he reads rotations in the defense before they happen. He sees receivers coming open before they're open. The the anticipatory throws, the anticipation he throws with is second to none in this draft. Um, I, uh, I, I like Stroud a lot again. Um, he's, he also performed pretty well against these, uh, those, those two high advanced coverage type looks. Um, I call them NFL coverages, but, um, even though they actually started in college, which is kind of ironic, but, um, I, I'm a little concerned with Stroud's performance in high pressure situations. Um, he, whereas Bryce Young tend to up his play, it, it seemed like Stroud tended to dip a bit. There were some questionable reads, some some strange throws from him that you didn't really see um, from Bryce Young too much too often. Um, but um, I mean Stroud. Stroud's got that that good size. Um, the ball comes out beautifully. Uh, I, I believe he had the most what we call big time throws of of that group. Those top three. Uh, those are basically throws that um, typically are like twenty ish yards or more down the field uh, on the money. Usually a, a throw that beats coverage. Um, NFL type throws that you see in the NFL uh, from from the top guys. Um, but yeah, again with Stroud, it's just the uh, just those high pressure situations. But it, I I also think that Young just there's this one play. Um, forget who it's against. It's uh, Bryce Young. Um, he is reading a too high look where where the defense has two high safeties and. It's a play action call, and he before he gives the fake, he reads the defense. He sees the safety rotate down. He kind of like peeks over his shoulder, and you can see it from from one of the angles that they they show. And he he sees the safety coming down, and then he just quickly sets after doing the whole 180 spin after the fake, and just rips this this ball to a deep crosser 40 yards down the field in the back of the end zone, and. That type of processing to to read a a complex defense in a half second before you you give the play action space. It's just like the command that he has and the control that he has at the quarterback position is it's just it's exceptional. And and the size, I, I get it. He's he's small. He he doesn't weigh very much. He's short. But I mean. That's really only an issue when the pocket is collapsing, and it's it's tough to to judge quarterbacks on that because there's really not really any quarterbacks in the NFL that that excel when their left tackle is being rammed into them. But but Young can kind of counter that also with his athleticism, where where it lets him escape the pocket um, and and get away from from those collapsing looks, whereas some other maybe like a Joe Burrow or someone is more so at the mercy to that, even though he's got the size and he's, he, he can stand in the pocket a little bit stronger. He's, he's not, he does, he lacks that escapability that Bryce Young has. Now Jackson McIntyre from the body works plus guest hotline. Now you talk about the athleticism and the quarterback that's been tabbed as being the most athletic 
Anthony Richardson. Now, I've been talking yeah. about I'm a guy. You guys had a mock draft come out with him going number one. I've said I'm standing on it that I think he's going to go number one. Has the Jalen Hurts effect taken a taken place? And then when you talk about guys like Lamar Jackson that were looked at as big risk, but with the careers that they've now had, does this make it okay for the Panthers to draft Anthony Richardson, in your opinion, if they wanted to? Yeah, uh, from that lens, I think certainly. I, I would respect that as a upside swing, um, kind of swinging for the home run as opposed to like a, a triple or something. But um, I the thing with Richardson is I firmly believe that he should not be starting his rookie year. Um, I, I think he I think he's more of a case of, of not a should sit his first year, but I think he needs to sit his first year. Um, he he really struggled against two high looks, um, which which the NFL has been trending more and more towards. We we saw like forty seven percent of pass plays last year were were zone coverage calls from from a two high shell pre snap, which again is just kind of two high safeties that can rotate into any coverage after the snap. But um, he he really struggled against those looks. Um, which is very concerning. Um, he performed much worse against those looks than other looks, whereas the other two guys, uh, Young and Stroud, um, pretty much maintained their high level of play. Um, he, he panics when his first read isn't open. Uh, his feet flip out from under him. He throws fadeaway balls. He, it's, I, I love the long-term upside and the potential. And, I mean, like, this guy could be like a Derrick Henry that can throw the football if, if he works out. And just, like, the chance to get that and what that could do for you, in itself, you could you could easily convince any NFL person that that's worth the number one pick. Um, it's just – I. I don't like him starting year one, and and I don't know if the Panthers are the team to do that. I feel like if if Richardson goes first, then Carolina's probably going to throw him out into the flames. And personally, I I, I don't think that's going to be good for his career. Well, no, and it makes sense too because Carolina does have the number one overall pick. Usually, those guys start. I know one of the excuses yep. here is the fact that the wide receiver group was not good for him, and so now we're trying to figure out just how good it is here for Carolina. Last thing before we get you out of here, Jackson, just the wide receiver group overall compared to years past. Do you think this is a deep wide receiver class compared to years past? Just how good do you think it is? Um, I I don't think it's as good as as some of the last classes in the last few years. Um, I, I'm a big JSN, Jackson Smith-Jigba fan. Um, after that, um, I, I like Jordan Addison. I'm not a big fan of Quentin Johnston. It, it is deep, deep-ish. I, I would say in the first three rounds, there's some guys, um, uh, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. I really like him. He, Jim Nagy was just saying that he thought he could be a first-round pick potentially, but other than that, that he's uh, kind of been mocked as like a third round guy. I, I really like him there. I would take him in the second half of the second round personally. Um, I really like the AT Perry, um, big long receiver. Um, I think there's some guys in that third round, late second. Nathaniel Dell is, is a fun guy. Uh, if you get a if you get him on a team with a quarterback with a big arm, um, 
that would be really fun. Nathaniel Dell, uh, fast burner wide receiver from Houston. Uh, Josh Downs is fun from UNC, kind of like a freestyle route runner, quick feet, uh, gets open, short. He's 5'9", but he's another kind of second-round guy. Um, Zay Flowers, may I, Panthers, I think, have the 39th pick, right? Right, yeah, they have the 39th pick with some of those receivers. Yeah, I... It was, I think it was, again, Jim Nagy who was saying the other day that he's talked to a handful of NFL teams that only really have one first-round grade on these, this receiver class, and that's uh, Jackson Smith-Jigba. Um, and if that holds true, I mean, you could see a guy like a I, – I don't think Jordan Addison will fall that low, but like a – I don't think Quentin Johnson will either, but maybe like a Zay Flowers falls to 39 or something like that. Um, one of those guys that you see mocked in the first often, um, I, I think, could easily end up slipping. But overall, it, I don't think it's the best receiver class. I wouldn't say it's a bad one, but um, we, it, we've kind of gotten accustomed to, to really, really high-end receiver classes lately. That's Jackson McIntyre. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Jackson on the Body Works Plus guest line. Jackson, we appreciate your time, my man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. So there we have it. More analysis. He is on the Bryce Young train. He talked about some of the receivers that we talked about. And good thing I brought out old Tank Dale today because he said that he likes him as well. So uh, what did you think about some of the things that that he broke down? All right. So if you go to the quarterback stuff first, clearly a fan of Bryce Young. Not only did he have him as the best QB prospect, it sounded like he had Bryce Young as the best overall prospect, a part of his big board. And so that would make sense because of the production that he has. And the only thing that doesn't line up with what we want from an NFL prospect is his size. And he talked about it, but he's overlooking it. That makes a lot of sense. When we talk about the wide receiver class, that also goes to something we were discussing earlier. Not as top-heavy, but there are going to be some decent guys there at 39 for you to be able to select. Does it feel like wide receiver is the deepest at 39 compared to other positions? Because we went with Drew Sanders yesterday. Mel Kuyper had the linebacker from Arkansas. I know you really like that pick. In another mock draft, because this is where we're grabbing some information, Osiris Torrance. He's in first rounds in some of the mocks, but also he fell to 39 in a mock that we talked about even earlier. He's a guard out of Florida, guarding or blocking, I should say, excuse me, for Anthony Richardson. It does seem like wide receiver, though, Wes, is the deepest position to consider when you're talking about 39 over some of these other skill groups. Yeah, and so many really productive guys, because I don't know, you know it's unrealistic, but do you get into the syndrome when you watch a team's draft, you think that every pick is going to work out? I feel like everything... (laughs) That when you watch the draft, you get a six-round pick. You're like, oh, we got him. Yo, it's about to be crazy. They're killing this draft. Most of you guys don't even end up making a team. And so I say that to say about these wide receivers. Uh, they're all a lot of productive guys that we know from college. We've seen what they can do. And so you feel like a lot of these guys are going to be able to step right in. I've said with the uh, you know advancement of how football is, the receivers getting in on these camps much earlier. They come in understanding pro route trees, defenses, concepts, and things of that nature. That A lot of these guys are coming into the league, and they're ready to step in. And, oh, yeah, they can't get you know buried under the turf by these safety like they used to uh, have to deal with back in the day. So I think that there are some guys there that you have to like. And the thing that's funny is that, you know, we're sitting here talking about receiver, 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 and the Panthers could not even be thinking about that. They could go in a completely different direction, and we've seen that with them talking about O-line. They could go pass rusher. There's so many spots they could go, man. You never know 
who they like exactly. All right, I'm, I've got the Panthers draft history above because you mentioned, do you like every draft pick that they make as far as just thinking they're going to be able to contribute something? Yeah. I think maybe we fall victim to that when we talk about wide receivers. So who are the draft picks you knew? You just knew we're not going to work out as soon as your favorite team selected them. <laughs> I want to hear some of your answers. 704-570-9610. And not because you didn't know about them. Like these guys that you no, knew yeah. about and you thought trash. Yeah, just and it, it can't be like, oh, that's going to be risky. I don't know. Like Anthony Richardson, risky pick. Yeah. But I don't know that he's not going to work out. Who's one? Fiddy, you got one to lead us off? Uh, When the Panthers drafted Armani Edwards, I knew up front that wasn't going to work. Oh, he was awesome, though. Don't do that to Armani. I know App State fans are. Yeah, he was also at the FCS level. That, I mean, That's what I mean, yes. He, I, clearly, he was not awesome. I and, wish I would have known Jimmy Clausen was going to suck. <laughs> that was your boy. Because, man, I tell you, I celebrated that draft pick. I ran through my house, took my shirt off because I thought we found our next franchise quarterback. We did the next year and one came Jarrell Newton. Rashawn Galden was really surprising when they made that selection. So now we're going all the way back to the oh, 2018 NFL draft. And Marty Herney was at the helm. He got DJ Moore in the first round of that draft. Dante Jackson second. And then Rashawn Galden. Everybody was really surprised because he picked him over some of the best available guys, like um, man, I'm I'm forgetting the safety that was brothers with the the safety that they had on the the Carolina Panthers. Anyway, I forget, but they had a couple of guys. Ronnie Harrison was one they selected over, and that was someone celebrated. And then they got Rashawn Galden, who athletically tested horribly. You know, played closer to the line of scrimmage, wasn't even great then. And then eventually, I think he got cut from with like throwing a punch or something. Maybe I'd, I need to look that up, but Rashawn Galden, it's pretty bad, tiny, tiny tenure here with Carolina. Yeah, I think a guy, uh, like when San Francisco took Javon Kinlaw, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, oh, really? You didn't that. like Kinlaw? I liked Kinlaw. Yeah, I was I was a little nervous about him, especially with them losing to Forrest Buckner. I was like, what are the chances this guy's going to come in and replace the production or be even half of what DeForest Buckner was? So he definitely comes to mind because, you know, I think about the one draft when – the 49ers, uh, when they got Marcus Lattimore, like, late. They got him, like, mid-round or something like yeah. that. And that draft, it was just a bunch of guys that my friend and I were familiar with. And we're just sitting there like, oh, and I think it was coming off the Super Bowl season or something like that. And I was just like, man, I said, they're just loading up. They're going to be so good. And most of those guys didn't even sniff the field. I want to I just I can't find any evidence of that. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Rashawn Galden. I don't think you punched anybody, but there was something that ha I forget. It wasn't Rashawn. Well, no, he was he, the guy that left uh, Neyland Stadium, giving them the double birds. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, I knew there uh -huh. was something, but I should not say that. It, this is this is a good lesson in radio, everyone. Do not recklessly speculate if you do not have it definitively down to something. And that's what I did with Galden. But very short lived career and everybody was really surprised about that pick when Carolina made it trying to go to some of these on the text line 704 Raider fan said Jamarcus Russell he knew it wasn't going to work out 704 also said Dwayne Jarrett I oh, mean I, I was excited yeah I thought he was going to be a monster and and I I it's not like I was watching film but Dwayne Jarrett at USC was awesome. So he I thought that was going to work out. Yeah, right? Like, I, I love Dwayne Jarrett. Everett Brown, you traded up for him. That was bad. Justin Reed was the guy I was trying to think of. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Four. yeah, Eric Reed was on the team. Justin Reed was the brother. Um, Salty Pirate said, I knew my Dolphins should have taken Herbert. So that was a little bit different direction. Vernon Butler for the Panthers. When they picked him, I was like, oh. Vernon Butler, his tape was pretty crazy, though. 
like play, playing at that level, Louisiana Tech, sure. But people liked the the tape from Vernon Butler. Seven oh four. Oh, this is a good one. Adam Morrison going basketball. Oh yeah. Adam Morrison. I thought he was gonna be nice. I I looked at his stats. I, I saw the clip of Gus Johnson's call against UCLA. The famous one, Gonzaga loses that game to UCLA in the final seconds. Adam Morrison averaged 28 points per game. Yeah, he was shot disgusting. over 40%, over 50 from Because he the lit field. up Memphis that year, and I was like, man, I said, if he can ball like that on those NBA brothers, I said, he's going to be the real deal. Mm-hmm. He was not. Uh, Eric, Did you see him, by the way, at the tournament? Everybody was making a big buzz about that, how he was unrecognizable, how he looks now. Like, he looks good. He looks like, a you know, the middle-aged guy that he is. But, uh, well, I don't know if I put middle-aged on him, but he definitely looks uh, good for his age. And a lot of people were saying how you uh, could not recognize him. Look, no disrespect. First time I've heard that about Adam Morrison. Somebody said it looks pretty good for what he is. Okay. So you're saying he's got the glow-up happening after the NBA. Yeah, man. They, I show it to you. They, they, um, People were talking about that a lot, though. Okay. Adam Morrison looks decent nowadays. Who knew? Google it. 704-570-9610. Feel free to text yeah, us on the Garage Door Guru text line. Okay, it does look a lot better. Yeah, feel free. That's a worthwhile Google search. Go ahead. All right, Fitty. Last Fitty Flash of the day. What you got for us? Not a whole lot, so I'll just update you around <laughs> the scores of day baseball. Well, tell us how the wings are, too. Oh, uh, the wings are fantastic. Uh, I had checks, <laughs> hot ranch, got some fries, even some onion rings today. Flounder... I gave him the credit card. He went wild. The Astros that lead flounder. the Pirates 5-0. The Twins over Slim's White Sox 1-0. The Guardians over the Yankees right now 3-2, bottom fifth. Polar Bear Pete Alonso just went deep. So my Mets now lead the Padres 3-2. And the Cubs lead 1-0 over the Mariners okay. at Wrigley Field. Okay, thank you for spelling that out for me and just enunciating, enunciating it. I well, did not know. Go I ahead. Because you... If you were to call them the Mariners, I wouldn't be surprised because, you you know, you want to be a marine biologist. I could see you calling them the Mariners. I like that. No, I like that. Yeah, me and Seamus Power from Down Under in Australia (laughs) or Ireland, as you might say. You're never going to let that go, are you? No, it was a hilarious (laughs) moment. This is a good one. All-American geologist in Anuj, they wrote in Alexis Agensa in the first round. Oh, God, yeah. When they made that pick. No question about it. I remember even, I don't even know how old I was, but when they selected DJ Augustine, fine point guard journeyman in the NBA yeah. when they selected him over Brooke Lopez a, a yeah, very apparent me, a need. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. We got Brooke Lopez in the bag. I was hoping he would fall and then they selected another point guard in DJ Augustine. That's the maddest I've ever been at a draft pick my team made. That's the one <laughs> over Brooke Lopez. DJ Augustine? Yes, because Larry Brown got a lot out of him. Brooke Lopez is the Nets' all-time leading scorer. Congratulations. But d- Brooke Lopez was nice. I'm, I'm he sorry, is a good Finney, NBA player. Finney, do you really want to have this battle of who is a better NBA player, Brooke <laughs> Lopez or DJ Augustine? I mean, look, if the Nets would have been in the NBA when they had Dr. J for that extended period of time and he was their all-time leading scorer, you got me. That, well, that's not the case. They're also the defensive player of the year candidate, Brooke Lopez, even now. Like I look then then yes What's his it nickname? was awful. He's got a cool nickname. A Splash Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's an awesome nickname. All right. Yes. Well, when we come back, DJ we will close Augustine. this thing down. What's on tap and on this day in sports history? This is the Weston Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. 
and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. The show has led us to the 2008 NBA draft where I'm getting so, so angry at the Bobcats drafting DJ Augustine and Alexis Agensa. This is where the show has led me. So after Fiddy tried to cape for DJ Augustine for some unknown reason, I have zero clue why. He was a great role player. You said, you said he, <laughs> Larry Brown got a lot out of him. Dude played for four years with Larry Brown and shot 43% his rookie season and never shot that well again. Yeah, I, I don't know, man, dude. I loved that that 08 Bobcats team that went to the playoffs and got swept by the Magic in the first round. They wouldn't have gotten there without DJ Augustine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I do I'm going to explore this draft. I'm going to make everybody relive the pain with me. So there is uh so there is some misery in numbers here. DJ got drafted ninth overall immediately. The next pick, you know who it was? Brooke Lopez because the Nets weren't about to pass up on him. And now here's Brooke Lopez, his 15th season in the NBA. Competing for Defensive Player of the Year, completely revamping his game. But Agensa, that's a bad one. And I didn't realize, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize the names that actually followed him in the first round. And all of them somewhat hit as draft picks. So J.J. Hickson, NC State great, went 19th, Agensa 20th, and then Ryan Anderson 21, Courtney Lee 22, Costa Kufis, who played 11 years in the league, 23, Serge Ibaka, mm. Nick Batum, mm. we got him, but we had to pay for him. Yeah. George Hill, those were the next picks. Anybody but Alexis Agensa, and you hit on the 20th overall selection. I would have loved to have heard their scouting takes on him and why they picked him. I mean, every I think people were surprised about that, too. It's funny. They thought they were going to pull one over on the draft. Hey, we'll just wait to get our center when we draft Agensa. <laughs> Brooke he's 6'11". He's tall. That's his scouting report. Oh, tall. Man. Brutal. Uh, the other guys in this draft, by the way, second round was a little rough. You had Mario Chalmers, DeAndre Jordan, Omera Sheik. There's a name for you. Okay. Mm. Luke Richard and Bob Mute. UCLA great. There was one there. Chris Douglas Roberts, also former Bobcat. So that's a good one. Looking at some other ones here as well. And uh, Deron Washington. Oh, one of my favorite obscure ACC legends. Mm. We'll dunk it on you right now. Yeah. I bet Deron Washington is one of those guys that will be able to dunk at least at 80 years old. That's what I think from Deron. All right, some Virginia Tech grades. We'll let Kyle Bailey talk a little bit more about okay, that when I, he hops off. I was off. trying to go to remember where he played, and I Me thought too. he was a Virginia Tech guy. You remember Deron? Like, Deron Washington with, I, I think he had an afro, and then he would dunk on you. He was He had a dunk every single game that was top 10 worthy. Go look it up. We'll get our research team on it. Until then, we'll have Fiddy with the On This Day in Sports History. What you got, Fiddy? All right, guys. Um, on this day in 1877, oh. <laughs> a catcher's mask was first used in a baseball game. So we don't know what teams are playing that day. Okay. But the site where I get all of these great sports uh, factoids, they said on this day in 1877, a catcher's mask was first used. 
And then on this day in 1966... Real quickly, Wes, did you have any questions about 1877? I know for sure there were no black people out okay. there. That's I just, not even a question. I didn't know if you had a question or just a <laughs> statement. All right, go on, Fiddy. Uh, on this day in 1966, a first of many disappointments for Atlanta Braves fans because before a crowd of 50,671 at Fulton County Stadium, the Braves played their first game in Atlanta after relocating from Milwaukee. Joe Torrey did hit two home runs for the Braves, but Willie Stargell. Stargell. Huh? Stargell. Stargell. Spoils the occasion. Oh, Colin's about to fight. He needs you to get Stargell right. I see him behind the glass. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I'm not like 80 years old like y'all. Stargell spoils the occasion with a two-run homer in the 13th inning to give the Pirates a 3-2 win. What I love about this is it's sweet justice for you saying you could picture me calling the Mariners Mariners, yeah. and then you wanted to go Willie Stargell on somebody. That, I've never just heard sweet that justice. name before. Man. Like, Am I supposed to have heard yeah, that he's name? He's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. Pittsburgh Pirate legend, Willie Stargell, 100%. Yeah, Pittsburgh hasn't had a legend since he's 1960. Like, yeah. Bill Mazeroski, is that what you're going? Or did you not know? Or did you just pull out a, a year? Bazarowski, yeah, well, 1960, well, right? Well, they think, also won yeah. the World Series like in 60 or 61, wasn't it? All right. I, yes, that was the what, year. What, uh, picks, I'm mentioning this, the guy that won them the World Series. Yes, He Colin. picks and chooses, though. He knows every piece of Carolina history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but way Willie, back. Willie Stargell doesn't matter. Let's get you set for this fast food draft tomorrow, okay? What pick do you have? Do you know? Do you know what? Fa- I don't know. All right. So I'm not overly concerned by it, though. Okay, you think you're going to be? He's got three. Flounder is telling us that you have the last draft. Last draft. So it's draft already pick. rigged. <laughs> you want the first overall pick, right? Are you worried that they're going to take the fast food restaurant you have? No, because my gut's better than both of their guts. So I, I trust myself to beat them. All right. If you had the first overall pick, which one are you choosing for life? Fast food restaurant, Wes. Which one are you going to choose? McDonald's. McDonald's number one, just going good old classic. Yeah. I'm going Taco Bell. I can't leave. I, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell's my number one pick. Cookout would get strong consideration. That would be on my list as we continue. If, especially if I'm going snake draft and I get third pick. Yeah. Taco Bell still lives. I'm going Taco Bell cookout back to back. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so excited. I might stop by one of those places on the way home. Which one do you think you're going to go? I'm not going to disclose this out over the air. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can't give it to yeah, me. I'm, I'm not going to gonna, I'm not let you see the big board. By the way, um, dude, I'm getting roasted for not knowing this Pirates player. <laughs> Colin was about to fight. He stopped by. We stopped him dead in his tracks. He was about to walk by, and he stopped, and he was doing the whole scrappy-do, let-me-at-him thing with his fist. He was ready to go. He was mad at you. Yeah, I mean, look. He told you. I watched the Pirates play like once or twice a year. That name never comes up on those broadcasts. Oh, 704, you are my spirit animal as well. It's the second time I've said this to someone today. Fazoli's, very underrated. Don't think it exists in North Carolina. Don't think uh, Indiana, though. Fazoli's, it was like Olive Garden with a drive-thru. That's what Fazoli's oh, was. And Proper it was fantastic. Italian, huh? 100%. We used to have one, I'm pretty sure. Oh, the breadsticks. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now. The breadsticks were great. All right, we're going to do our Fazoli's research. Also, Kyle Bailey's coming yeah, on Yeah, I next. remember this place. He's going to talk Malcolm Delaney, A.D. Visayo, Deron Washington, <laughs> all the good players from yesteryear. Coming up next on Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNC.